It's show 109 of the RIM Pro Report. Today, Bud and Mark Arkana of Tronatech and the latest industry news. This show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. You know, I see on uh, O'Neill doing this thing on their website, and it's really cool. It's called Six Appeal. Yep, that's Six Appeal. Six great benefits for startups that include unlimited users, unlimited web users, unlimited classroom training and technical support, unlimited networking, and no upfront software costs. That's pretty cool to me. So if you want to learn more about this sexy opportunity, you can do so at O'Neillsoft.com. We're half back in the saddle, so giddy up. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Report, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. This show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Yep, it's me and we're back. And yes, half back in the saddle is the very best way to describe the situation at the studio of the old Rimpro Report. See, last week we, meaning Flourish Press, uh, my company, uh, moved to a brand new office and studio space. And while everything was going the right direction, October the 1st, we moved in. I think we have the best absolute best whiteboard on the planet but we moved in and everything appeared to be going our way until our good friends at the commercial division of AT&T well you know moves have to deal with sometimes the commercial internet provider and telephone provider well everything that could possibly go wrong with our telephone and internet service has gone wrong and so T1 lines apparently come to the building and we have a full network in our office. The problem is AT&T can't seem to figure out who's allowed to connect those dots. And so a router, which apparently needs to connect all those dots, is really not being connected. And as of this morning, we're still trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so today, the RIMPRO report is being done from a rogue studio that allowed us to have actual telephone connections and effective ability to actually connect with our show guests this morning. So we're temporarily set up. I apologize for any inconsistencies you might experience as a result. Less than our studio grade microphones and uh, equipment. But we're coming to you today because we really want to keep bringing you some of the cool and interesting people that we meet every week on this show. Today, we're going to meet Bud and Mark Arkana of Tronatech. Tronatech is a full service enterprise content management provider that is also now building a reseller and strategic partner network based on incredible amount of years of proven success. Bud is the president, and Mark, a senior sales executive, are going to join me today to talk about the Tronatech business, their story, and a whole lot more. But before we chat with them, let's get caught up on the latest industry news. Big, 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 big news this week for you. If you haven't already heard, here it is. Access Information Management has purchased Retrievex. Wow. 
Over the last couple of years, we've noted the significant acquisitions both companies have made in the records and information management space and shredding space. But the acquisition of Retrievex by Access is huge. Retrievex currently has operations in 15 U.S. markets as well as in Costa Rica. The acquisition now means Access serves 26 markets and will now have 17 million cubic feet of records under management. Looks like Nate Campbell, the current COO, Chief Operating Officer of Access and Price Brannon, the Chief Operating Officer of Retrievex, will lead to the integration of the two companies. Price will continue on as the Chief Information Officer at Access. So, big, big news. Congratulations to Rob Alston and the team and the the group at Access on the acquisition and to Peter Pierce of Retrievex and his entire team and group on the sale. I realize that Summit Partners and Welsh Carson Anderson and Stowe, the money behind both of these companies or some of the money behind these companies, as well as a whole bunch of other people are involved in a huge transaction like this. So congrats to everyone involved. This is a big deal in the rim industry. Cintas announced the first quarter financials recently, which ended August 31st. Revenue was $1.05 billion, a 3.4% increase over last year's quarter. Organic growth, was, which adjusts for the impact of acquisitions compared to last year's first quarter, was 3.2%. However, recycled paper prices remained lower than last year, the company says, and this negatively affected first quarter consolidated revenue by $8.3 million, or 0.8% compared to the corresponding quarter of last year. So it looks like Cintas continues to roll, although that uh, that paper pricing is still negatively affecting many of the large players that have to disclose their financials. Crown Records Management has achieved Privacy Plus certification from Prism International. While this certification is something a lot of companies have completed for a company the size and scope and footprint of Crown, this is an achievement. So congratulations to Philip Britton and the whole team at Crown Records Management. I'm sure there's a lot of other news, but that's the big stuff for now. If you have anything big happening, please let me know. All right, hang on tight while I get Bud and Mark on the line. Today to welcome the father and son pair of Edward Arkanaugh, often called Bud, the president of Tronitech, and Mark, his son, a senior sales executive with Tronitech. Welcome to both of you. Glad to have you on the show. Well, thank you very much. Good afternoon, Tom. Hi. Here in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, welcome. I suspect the uh, the weather is changing. You're getting some leaf color. Leaf color uh, is uh, in full bloom right now. We got actually got an early frost here, at least for us, and the cold has definitely taken a stronghold on fall sooner than later, in my perspective. Yeah, good. Well, uh, enjoy the fall. I I have the luxury of being in San Diego, and the leaves are changing color here, too. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're not going to have the white stuff and a lot of uh, other stuff that we're going to be getting here I, I by know. Christmas. I, and it's, it's just not Christmas without white stuff. So, hey, Mark, let's start with you. Give me a broad overview of what Tronitech does. What are the range of services? What kind of footprint does your company have? Let, let's begin with just getting to know who Tronitech is. Okay. Uh, Tronitech's a full-service enterprise content management solutions provider. Our focus is on Vault View content management, which we have developed uh, our own software here, which can be either a cloud-based, which that's the majority of it at this point, but also in-house solution, which is on their servers. And then uh, with that, we have Tronitech Capture, 
which we have also been in uh, working with that as far as getting that into a, a very good capture model that is a distributed capture model. We also are into uh, data conversions. Uh, we've uh, This year, we actually have been doing EMR conversions, wow. which has been big in the <clears throat> hospital arena with the push of uh, the electronic medical record yeah. uh, regulations that the government has passed. We have a scanning service bureau located here in Indianapolis that we do uh, digital copies of. And we also have our eye on the past. We still sell Konica Minolta microfilm microfiche reader printers, which are now scanners huh. uh, here in the Indiana area, Ohio, and Kentucky. Uh, mostly those are in government departments as well as libraries, but that's still going strong. And as you're probably going to hear, we used to produce microfiche. And now not only are we still doing microfiche, but we also are reproducing those into digital images. Wow. So, Bud, tell me a little bit about the genesis of the company. How did the business start? Where, where did it evolve from? Sure, Tom. Uh, Tronitech got started up in Grand Rapids, Michigan in 1974 by two people that were active in the business and two investors with the sole product of um, computer output microfilm as a service to companies to eliminate printed reports. Hmm. What was referred to as COM then and now, it, it was back then it was an active way to consolidate, eas- easily distribute information yeah. in place of printing multiple copies of reports. Um, an example would be back then banks, financial institutions were immediate potential clients because of their need to send information to their branch offices on a daily basis. So that's, uh, that's how Tronitech began. Hmm. So producing that for banks and government and companies that needed that kind of activity. Yeah, really anybody that was that was printing out a lot of paper and was, was distributing that paper, paper to multiple locations. Okay. Because back then you didn't have the availability that you've got today of uh, easily copying. So they were running, you know, basically carbonated type of reports, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So... That, 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 that com really changed the game from that standpoint. Oh, okay. And so the business gets started, and it doesn't seem to me, I, I tried to dig into your LinkedIn profile, and I couldn't quite tell when you started, but it didn't seem like you were starting in 1974 at the beginning. When did you get involved, and how did you get involved? Yeah, I uh, was with another company when they got started, and I became involved in 1980, and I moved from uh, the other company, it was in the information service business over to Tronitech. And the primary reason was is that they were having difficulty making money, and they were looking for someone to assist with the, with the turning of that business. So that's really primarily what brought me to Tronitech. Okay. And so you came with a, a deeper range of knowledge and experience and, uh, and other products. So it looks like, despite the fact that you're still a microfilm and microfish company, there's still that aspect of your business. Uh, when you arrived, you took it in a different direction or you expanded the direction. Tell me a little bit about the story from when you arrived to where you are today. Well, you know, basically when I, when I arrived, uh, the pricing model was a little bit from the standpoint it just wasn't where it should be. So we did a lot of price adjusting, that kind of a thing. They were in Grand Rapids. I was in Indianapolis, didn't want to relocate to Grand Rapids. And also we wanted to expand the business. So that we did that really through uh, 
uh, acquisitions and just uh, really going into a city and opening up from that aspect of it. Hmm. So that's how we, we continue to expand that. As the computer systems and the technology continue to develop and storage and communications continue to improve, uh, Comic really began to be replaced by the newer technologies. Right. And software was coming in the business arena at that point and offered an easy and, and an effective way to store and retrieve information. Stor- storage cost on, on the hardware was and continues to come down, as you know. Yeah. And the Internet offered people an easy way to get, get the information from any place, anywhere. So today, Tronitech is we're offering a lot of ROI type of solutions that will eliminate paper as well as improve the workflow process within companies. As Mark mentioned, the, the Tronitech software Vault View, we offer that in the cloud as well as an on-site offering. And basically, you know, what we're trying to do is to assist clients with an easy and effective way to store and retrieve paper images turned into electronic images. Yeah. And this software, the software itself can be bolted onto other applications to assist in the processing of, of information and to try to make it as effective as we can. Yeah. Well, per- permit me to go back because I love story. Permit me to go back and you expand to Indianapolis. But, you know, when you're a microfiche and microfilm person who's got that calm experience, how do you how do you make that shift in your mind to jump to a completely digital model? That's not just sort of a run-of-the-mill decision you're making. Was it sort of a slow adoption process? Or was it something that you just felt like already aligned so solidly with what you're doing? G- give me a little bit of a sense of, of that business decision-making that goes into moving from where you were to where you needed to be, because it's been a rapid change in this whole model. Yeah, yeah, it, sure, it surely has been from that aspect of it. But I think, you know, when you when, when you're looking at the marketplace and you see everything that's coming about and you see where the technology was changing with software uh, companies that were basically getting into this field, that kind of a thing, yeah. even though Com at that point was, was still very much active and continued to grow, you just knew because of the way that the computer systems were coming about, where the storage uh, cost was continuing to develop, where the communications was developing, that basically, you know, we, we had to follow that trail. Right. And, you know, in essence, you're still following the paper trail. Right. It's just going in a different direction. Yeah, it's going digital instead of onto a piece of film. That, that's correct. Yeah. So it was a natural extension for you, but it was being aware of all of the stuff happening in your environment that caused it. Because I, I can only assume that there's a whole bunch of microfilm companies that didn't make the cut. That is true. That, that, there certainly is. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of being aware of what's going on and, you know, as you look down the road right now, I mean, you see things that are coming that basically you got to react to and you want to react to. And if you're, if you're interacting with your clients, as you should be, they're going to help you also understand what's going on. Yeah. So, Mark, your website says you have around 4,000 clients, which is a significant number. Can you give me a sense of what the focus of the services you – I realize you said you've got the VaultView Cloud and you've got the EMR work you're doing and there's a lot of scan-related – but what, what's the real focus area that you, you are hitting it out of the park on these days? My focus clearly is on the rim industry and, and helping the, the box storage companies out there really get their imaging initiatives running and 
and going optimally. They're going into a, although I, I believe that they have a natural fit into the imaging as well because they're storing a bunch of paper. Right. And their clients are getting requests and, and wanting their, their paper back as well via file or however they do it. So imaging is a natural progression for their company to be able to offer that. And most probably have had requests to do scanning at some sort of, of time. Right. So my vertical basically is to help these companies get the imaging going, or if they're unhappy with a current vendor, to convert them over to us. But more importantly, just to help them get their operation running successfully and providing the A to Z support marketing and sales. They don't know exactly what you have to do to get things running. The perception is out there that you can go to Office Depot and get a scanner and you're up and going. My sense of the industry is that the scanning operation is is relatively easy to get a scanner and figure it out. You can put it on FTP or on CD or something like that, but you're suggesting it's a significantly bigger process to get really involved even on scan-on-demand stuff. Absolutely. And what it really comes down to is quality control of the documents as well as indexing them, which is be able, being able to find it. Most of your applications are going to have three indexes attached to it. If you were to just do a really just a normal scanning operation without any software attached to it, you're going to be able to put one index associated with that document. Now, as you well know, if you look at your in your computer on your Word file directory, yeah. Yeah. you have one index. Well, imagine a company that's actually scanning hundreds of thousands of documents, having to find that one particular document while you have a customer on the phone. Right. You have to have more of a more parameters to get to that single point of document that you want to uh, retrieve. So the indexing allows you to do that. So let's just say a medical file, for example. A lot of John Smiths out there, let's say. I want to be able to see John Smith. I want to have his date of birth. I want to have his Social Security number or medical record number where I'm, I'm going to get a direct hit right to his file. Also along the lines of that, we then can partition that file out by document type, which means then we can dig farther into that file. We can go to John Smith, but we're going to have his prescriptions, his EKG, his emergency room, you name it, you can have 10 different categories, for example, that you can go right to that section of the file that's going to split that up. So instead of looking at John Smith's file and you have 200 images to go through to find the one that you want, you're now breaking that thing out just like a tab and finding exactly where you want to go to look at the information critically. Scanning software allows you to do that. So Tronatech Capture is what enables you to do that type of partitioning and indexing. Also, it would allow you to do an OCR, which is optical character recognition, yeah. which you probably are familiar with, yeah. with looking at maybe a PDF, yeah. or even zonal OCR, which you can capture the metadata that you want exactly off of that document and import it into your software so that you don't have to hand key the indexing. So it's really, it brings you the ability to automate that process as much as possible. So I think sometimes in scanning, there is a tendency to get stuck on the machinery, is there not? So how fast your scanner goes versus how effective your software is? Well, yeah, scanners are all sold by speed, right. which is pages per minute right. um, or images per minute. 
And depending upon how much you really want your throughput to be is what you would buy that certain scanner for. So the scanner is really just the hardware portion of it. Yeah. You still have to be able to prep it, which is a big, big deal in uh, our industry is prepping. Because that's um, labor. That's exactly right. So yeah. that's removing the staples, taping any edges that have ripped. People get real quick on pulling them staples, and guess what happens when you pull the staples? Right. A lot of pages rip as well as they stick together. So you're pretty much just getting those papers ready to get put into the scanner, which is no different than putting it into a copy machine. Yeah. So they have to be stacked. They have to be neat to put it through. And then once you get that done, it would then go to the indexing stage of it where you're going to put all that metadata in there to retrieve that document. Right. What you're just saying, Mark, is that sort of sense that you're working alongside of existing vendors. Uh, I was noticing on your website that you you do a lot of work with a company, Jay Geisler, who we actually had on the show from Corporate Storage Systems. Tell me a little bit about the kind of partnership you have with Jay and the kind of work you've done together, if you could give some of those details. Jay is uh, an outstanding partner of Tronatech, and I couldn't be more appreciative of uh, not only the latitude that he gives us, but the business that he gives us. Me and Jay started out, I think, in 2006, late 2006, 2007, with just a little bit of business. And me and Jay have, have come to be almost a team when it comes to this to where we have grown his business substantially by gaining customers in the imaging arena. He was mostly involved in just box storage, and now he has built a just a large operation as far as his scanning goes with uh, a lot of different companies, posting on VaultView and also using our uh, software to do it. But we support them pretty much in all their application buildings, obviously uh, helping with the uh, customers, getting them on to Vault View, and he has absolutely hit it out of the park when it comes to, to imaging. Hmm. He didn't start off that way, but now he is, he is very versed on that technology where he can sell it with ease at this point. So he's, he's a wonderful, wonderful partner. We uh, take care of corporate storage as well as another company down in Lafayette, Louisiana, called ANA. Yeah, his storage. other his other company, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. In which we have some significant customers that we do. So he gets an opportunity most of the time at this juncture and and today he will sell it completely. He is first on doing the demos himself at this point, and he pretty much makes the sale. I will get involved uh, every now and then, and I, I also visit the customers and obviously thank them for their business. Yeah, but from a to Z, we pretty much support them solely. Okay. So uh, a lot of the com- you know a lot of the applications out there get very complex. You know, going back to what I was just saying about a medical file, when you start getting OCR involved, when you get multiple indexes involved, when you want to use barcodes, that's all stuff that we set up to make their life a lot easier on the processing side for their throughput of scanning to just to, to be a lot larger than what it normally would be. But you're not necessarily doing his scanning for him. You just He's no. just using your software as the back end and your, the tools and the education you've provided him. That is correct. Got it. Okay. That is correct. He's, he's using our tools and obviously our support. Right. Okay. So we're supporting his whole initiative. Right. In which we do, you know, we, we, we like to offer that and we do in the RIM industry. And that's really what separates us from everyone else is our support team. Okay. Our support's available 24-7. 365, 
and even after 5 o'clock, they're, de- they're deployed with the equipment to handle any support issue, and you get a live person, which mm. is critical. Yeah, very cool. Well, Bud, let's let's jump back to you because it sounds to me like you're you're doing some really cool stuff, but you've seen some significant information management changes over the years. Tell tell me from your perspective what have been the most profound ones you've experienced along the way. Sure, Tom. I would say probably the most significant change that I have seen is the internet and the speed associated with it and the retrieving of information that you can you can do from any anywhere. I think this sharing of information has been made so easy. The productivity gains is just enormous that you gain from that. Yeah. And that's done very much to assist us, I think, in what we're doing with our business, because the, the cloud, the ability of, of bringing to the table a good way of sharing information. Right. That, to me, has really been the biggest change I've seen. Hmm. And it keeps seems to just keep going. It it doesn't seem to be slowing down. And where is it, Kansas City, that they're they're now putting fiber? Google's putting fiber in the whole backbone right. of the city. And when that starts rolling out, when fiber is available everywhere, the the speed with which businesses can respond and create information and access documents is just going to increase exponentially. Is it not? It, it most certainly is. And you know, we're getting ready to uh, put an account up over in Europe. And, you know, they're going to be able to retrieve that information just as if, the, if they were next door to you. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, as you have pointed out. Yeah. A company that comes, you know, was started in 1974 and is still ticking today, and seemingly what I can see of you, you're ticking at a pretty solid rate. But what have been the reasons for your success? Uh, there's lots of Fortune 100 companies that haven't lasted as long as you have. So what have you done or what has Tronitech done that has really been this secret of success, the difference maker, the reason for the longevity? I think, Tom, I don't know whether it's, it's a secret or not, but I, I think our, our success is that we're, we're never sitting still. We're always trying to improve our offering. We're always listening to the clients, uh, what their ideas are, what their wants are. We're always trying to take care of the client no matter what. And I think, as Mark pointed out, you know, we're a 24 by 7 company, which really comes all the way back from the comm days, because when we got first got started and, and we were running comm uh, for the financial institutions, the busiest time that we, that we ran was from 11 o'clock at night to like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning because we had to get that information turned and ready for them to get to their branches by the following morning. So right. we're, we're accustomed to operating in that type of an environment. We've continued to do that. Like Mark point, pointed out, you know, if somebody's got an issue, no matter what time of day or night it is, we, we will answer that phone and it'll be a live person. So I think a lot of that just goes a long way toward, uh, toward why we are what we are today. Yeah. And obviously, over the years, you you know the the staffing and the evolution of of the kind of people that you require within has has been that. But I mean, people make up a huge part of the success of your company. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy be, behind the kind of people that you hire and the type of people who have success with you. And you are absolutely right, Tom. I mean, really, it's the people that make the company. It's not the company name Tronitech or anything like that. So we, you know, we're, we're fortunate in that we've got a lot of good people that are working for Tronitech. Everybody is pulling in the same direction. 
Everybody understands what our mission is as far as taking care of the client. So basically, we've got everybody on board, and everybody is just doing the right things. And that, I think, is what makes you successful. Without the people, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. So, Mark, what's it like to work with your dad? (laughs) Well, I would have to say I I obviously like it. I've been here for a while. So um, it works well. I mean, every every family's got its ticks and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we're not perfect, but I mean, I, I really do like it. He listens, and it's all part of negotiating and coming to a happy medium. As my dad pointed out, it's the people who make you. So, you yeah. know, everyone, every, in, in my perspective, everyone has a voice, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. You, you at least listen, yeah. and you take it in stride. And it, it it has worked out. It's worked out very well. I've uh, I've been here now for six years. This is my actual second stint here. I worked in the uh, early early nineties. And going back to to what you had pointed out, the paradigm shift of the company. Just a, a little short story. I mean, when I worked here back in the nineties, my focus was actually check retrieval from microfilm. Really. So I was calling on banks, big banks in in the area that would ship us their microfilm. We would store the microfilm in our warehouse, and we would do all of their back office check retrievals. So back in the day, when you wanted a a copy of anything from a bank, you had to request it. It would take days to do. Right. We would be one of those companies that actually did that. We would print it out for them, get it back. There was also what was called cash letter reconstructions, and and I'm not going to go into those details. (laughs) But those were large transactions that we actually had to uh, procure for them back then. So going back from there to when I come back in 2006, we're in a completely digital age. Yeah. So there wasn't any microfilm that I was selling now. Now it's pure technology on the digital side of it. So it was just, it was completely different. It's worked out well, and I like it here. Oh, very cool. But when you think about the years you've been, you, you started in, in 1980, you said. If you could go back you know, with all you know today and with all the changes that have occurred and you could give yourself advice, you could be the advisor to Bud who's now showing up at this company in 1980. What advice would you give him based on all you know today? Well, that, that's a good question, Tom. Uh, you know, it's hard, it's hard to go back because your mind is where you are today, that kind of a thing. It's hard to remember how you were yeah. from that standpoint. But I know that I am probably a lot less stubborn today than I was back back <laughs> from that aspect of it. Right. So I think I listen a lot better, that kind of a thing. But, you know, you, you learn from your successes as well as your failures. Right. And that, that, that's very, I think that is just a very, that's just very key from that aspect of it. And if you can do that, you're always going to be a better person the next day than you were the prior day. Yeah. So that to me would be the best way to look at that. And, uh, you got to stay on the leading edge of what you're doing, and you're going to make mistakes, and you know that, but you're also going to have successes, and that's what builds on the business. Yeah. So to me, uh, that, that's the way to approach it. Well, it sounds like you've had success with that. So Mark or both of you, where, where are you headed? What's the future for Tronitech? What's the, you know, is there some big dream or goal that you have for the company? Been around a long time, but to me, it's always, what's the next big thing? And do you have a next big thing? If Sure, sure. I'd like to grab that one if I can. Um, 
You know, I think, Tom, from my perspective, first of all, you can only either go one of two ways. You either go backwards or forwards, and uh, we're going forward. Right. Uh, we feel we have a great offering, which brings business solutions to the uh, to the, uh, the customers that we are presently serving, as well as the new ones that we hope to get. And uh, one of the things that we are doing right now is we're trying to develop a reseller network because we feel by having more feet on the street, uh, we, we've got a great offering, and we, we know that we can step right up and, and really compete with anybody from that standpoint. Hmm. So for me, that, that's the direction that we're going, and we're, we've got a couple of things that we've already put in place and look forward to uh, so doing that. Very cool. I appreciate both of you. We've blown through 30 minutes, and, and I expect we could talk for another 30 minutes easily and dig into a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, I really appreciate hearing your story. I appreciate knowing it. I just found out about you a little while ago, and I feel like maybe more than a lot of people, I know this industry pretty well, but it was wonderful to get to know you. It sounds like you're doing a lot of work or, or beginning that whole reseller work that uh, you've already, you know, doing with uh, corporate storage systems and Jake Geisler, and that's something that, that people who listen to this show can potentially take advantage of. So I'll make sure to, to connect the dots for people on the website on the show and continued success in what you're doing. It was great to meet you by phone, and I look forward to meeting you in person. And thanks again for being part of the show. Sure, Tom. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely, Tom. Thank you. Well, there you have it, father and son. And, uh, yeah, really interesting. Tronitech's doing some cool stuff, and... It, it always intrigues me and impresses me when a company's been around as long as they have. 1974, uh, that, that's a long-term company, and moving from microfilm and microfiche into full digital orientation is obviously a significant adventure. And I, I think it sounds to me like uh, the, these are, if you're interested in and intrigued by involving yourself with a, a third-party support company with your... Uh, technology or scanning and imaging stuff, um, definitely somebody worth checking out. I always love finding interesting companies, and they weren't on my radar, and it's it's really cool when I learn about companies, and, and uh, hopefully this was helpful to you learning about them today. Hey, we're excited to come to you every each and every week, and I hope that you're continuing to do well in your business. Uh, if you have anything interesting going on and have something to share, or you have a unique position that you're taking and doing something really cool, I'd love to interview you on the show. Drop me a line, Tom at Flourish Press. I'd love to hear from you. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you have a great week ahead, and we will be back in touch next week with another show for you. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.